You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome back everyone to a brand new episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks here on the GGR Podcast Network. I am your host, MC Brooks, and tonight I've got a really dope episode lined up for you all with a very special guest. But before we get into all that, make sure you go to greatgeekrefuge.com where you can check out earlier episodes of this podcast as well as episodes of some of our other podcasts like At The Diner, FedCon, and The Gamer Dinner, which just had a new episode not too long ago. In addition to that, make sure you're following us on all of our social media channels. We are Great Geek Refuge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where we have a very active Facebook community that allows you to interact with people like myself, Mike, and Rambo. And if you would like to support us monetarily for just a couple bucks a month, we also have a Patreon, which gets you access to an exclusive podcast, The Cold Open, as well as some exclusive merch and other perks as well. So uh, feel free to check us out there. Now, let's go ahead and talk about tonight's episode where your boy went to BlurCon 2023. Oh, wait, it wasn't just me that went to BlurCon 2023. Tonight's a very special episode for more reasons than just the fact that I went to BlurredCon again. Uh, if you've been listening to At The Diner, the At The Diner podcast, and if you've listened to the cold open in particular, then it's been referenced and it's been mentioned a few times. I have not been very consistent with releasing stuff this year in particular, so this may be new news to some of you, but if you've been listening to uh, me on some of our other channels or some of our other uh, podcasts, then you... This is information that is that will not be new to you. So one of the great things that did happen to me this year is that I entered into a relationship with a very wonderful woman, and I could not be happier or more proud to be her partner and to have her in my life in the way that she's been in my life to this point. And... One of the great things that has uh, that has transpired with that is being able to share things that I love and going to things that I like doing and sharing that with her. Uh, I'm so used to going to these conventions by myself and you know just running into people I I know or uh, running into friends and just hanging out like that. But I've never actually gotten the opportunity to do one of these conventions with a partner. And so joining me for tonight's episode is my girlfriend, the excessive wanderer. I think I think that's the name. That's the name. Yeah, I think that's the the name we agreed on. Or at least for this episode, that's gonna be that's gonna be the name. We're gonna call her E Dubs. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I would I would like for all of you listening to just you know welcome her to the podcast. This is. Her first time being on with me. This is my first time having a partner on with me. And, you know, seeing guys, this was her first blurred con experience. I felt like it would be really good to get a perspective aside from my own, who has attended each one of these, to talk about, you know, everything that happened with blurred con 2023. So once again, welcome Edubs to the podcast. Yay. Well, thank you so much. What an honor. I feel so lucky to be invited to join you uh, to talk about Blurred Con. I've never been to cons before meeting you and Blurred Con, what a literal trip. 
dressing up as a fairy. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get into that especially. It's <laughs> been very exciting. This is my second con. We went to Katsukon yeah, Katsukon well. was our Katsukon was the first con, one. Wow, being able to be in a black space for us, by us. I really appreciated it. It was dope. Yeah, and hold that thought for just a second because before getting into that thought in particular, I want my audience to get to know you just just a little bit. So I'm just going to ask you just on the just on the front end for my listeners who are curious about you. Um, we don't have to dive into personal details like where you're from and all that because I I know that and the people who need to know know that. But, you know, one of the things that kind of brought us together were some of our fandoms and just sharing of things that we like. So this is your opportunity to just, uh, you know, share with my audience some of the things that you feel like you're nerdy about, things that you are, that you're into, that you're a fan of. Well, you know this better than any, anybody. Hunter Hunter was yep. life-changing for me. I found Hunter Hunter and fell in love with the friendship of Gone and Kilawa and Gone just particularly in terms of his uh, the way he shows up for his friends mm -hmm. his loyalty, his fearlessness his tenacity all are characteristics that I believe I have mm -hmm. but that other side of him that is pained and angry and that comes out in real ways, even though he has the best of intentions, is also something that I absolutely resonate with. The 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 arcs, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Just everything about it, I really fell in love with. I also liked Death Note. We've never mm. really talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Cause I really, mainly because I don't, I don't, I've seen it, but I don't remember Death Note. We've got to watch that again. Yeah, I appreciated Death Note. And I also have fallen in love with JJK. Yes. Okay. So, so that's going to be a whole other episode in particular, especially when we talk about uh, season two. And who knows? Maybe we'll do like a full episode. We'll talk about both seasons once season two com uh, concludes because uh, it's going to be a kind of a kind of a wild ass ride to say the least. But yeah, so uh, thank you for sharing that with the audience. And hopefully my audience feels a, a bit more comfortable uh, with knowing, you know, a little bit more about you. And, you know, the the, the goal is to, to have you on for more episodes. So we'll absolutely get a chance to get to know E-dubs in, in, uh, in, in a bit more closer detail than uh, before. Could your girl get a point of privilege, though? Oh, say more. I just think listeners should know before we dive in more just what an incredible person that they have as a host of this oh podcast. You <laughs> uh. You're the best. You're the best. You're an awesome person. I feel so lucky to have you in my life. And I just wanted to say that on this podcast. And you have opened up my eyes to embrace my nerdum in ways that I haven't before in my day-to-day -day life. And it has truly been so healing uh, to nerd out on the best shows with the best person. And as I said at BlurredCon, there's nothing better and nothing more that I wanted in a relationship than to have somebody to leave with when you're ready mm -hmm. to go, 
when you've had enough, when the music's too loud, when you don't want to drink anymore, to give that person the look across the room and be like, we out. Yeah, we, we out. <laughs> oh, we out. <laughs> and I'm glad I get to say we out with you. Oh, yeah. I will... Um... I'm blushing a little bit right now, but but thank you so very much for 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 saying that out loud, and it um, it does feel very kind of validating and healing and just wonderful to you know to hear that um, from somebody, and uh, you know I th I think you know just kind of after everything that I've experienced that you know I I feel the same way. There's there's no one else I'd rather be like we out. <laughs> to with than you especially with the amount of we outs we had at blurredcon we did in particular <laughs> it was more than the couple was like all right you 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 ready yeah i'm i'm ready to like all right bet <laughs> which is great so just on the just on the the front end i just want to say um a big shout out and a big thank you to blurredcon once again for not only supplying supplying us with uh, press badges so that we were able to enjoy the convention and take it in and be able to talk about it uh, from a professional standpoint, but also big shout out to IQ, who's the music director for BlurredCon, who once again provided me with an opportunity to come up and share my music with the the audience, which you know I, I always look forward to doing it. BlurredCon was the first convention I ever performed at, and this year made the third year that I was actually able to go on stage and perform. And even while the storm kind of made it seem like it, it might not happen, uh, ultimately it did end up it did end up taking place. And I was very happy to get on stage. And even you know even even though I was performing some of the the same songs that I did last year with a few additions and whatnot, it was still a really good time, and I got to party and celebrate with some uh, wonderful familiar faces in the crowd and a new face that was in the crowd nudge nudge hint hint wink wink and it just made the experience kind of kind of really awesome so i just up front just want to say you know shout out to 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 BlurredCon and iq in particular for again providing us with a with a uh, great opportunity because I, as long as this convention's around i feel comfortable enough in saying that I'm going to, I want to be there and I want to celebrate. And there literally is nothing like BlurredCon. I've made this point many times before. As someone who's been going to conventions since 2005, I'm almost 20 years in at this, which really makes me feel old to say out loud. <laughs> but um, there's nothing like BlurredCon and it is my favorite thing to go to. And so I very much look forward to it uh every every year every time that i know it's coming up on the calendar so and so 2023 in particular was no different in my opinion i once again felt like a giant family reunion uh there was a big the big theme this year was the fey fantasy theme fade to black as was illustrated on the official uh logo for blurred con which was really dope. And I think I was very much looking forward to it ever since it was announced last year, even with the controversy. My thoughts on the controversy are on last year's episode, so I'm not going to reiterate it here. But I do think that it was just, it's a really dope concept. And I was very excited to kind of see how everything came to life, uh, being that this is their sixth convention. And, you know, this theme in particular, I feel like is very near and dear 
to a lot of the attendees and to black people in particular because of the success of things like Black Fay Day and like Black Vamp, BIPOC Vamp Day and Black Mermaid Day and just all of that, too. So it was really cool to kind of see that theme get brought to life this year. So just on the front end, like I thought I thought, you know, this this year's convention was was awesome. The, the vibe of it, the feel of it once again felt like that same old family reunion atmosphere that I get where even in not knowing so many of the faces that I'm seeing around the convention center, I feel like these are all my cousins. And once again, it just felt like a, a great family reunion atmosphere. And it, it was just so awesome to see uh, all of all, all of my brethren and sistren and babies, et cetera, uh, celebrating being Faye and fantasy and cosplays and everything. And this year's con was absolutely just, just no different. And I do want to get into more specifics, but before I do that, I want to once again, remind everyone that, you know, my partner EW is here. This was her first time attending BlurredCon and her second convention overall. And the only other comparison point was KatsuCon. So, I do want to ask you right now, not to put you on the spot, or actually to put you on the spot. <laughs> you know, what were your thoughts on BlurredCon? Did it live up to the hype as far as what I had shared with you about this convention beforehand? Yeah, listen, I mean, is first question, is the stage always that big? Yes. I was impressed. I mean, it was nice to feel like we walked in, we we checked in our room, put our stuff down, and then... There's the stage, there's all these food trucks, it's just like a chill vibe, places to sit, you can get some food, music's playing, there's a DJ out there, it just was a nice vibe, like you said. I even said to you, I think there's some apartment buildings, like, they gotta be mad. Oh, yeah, <laughs> They gotta be mad the way we bumping <laughs> music out here. But it was so cool, I really loved being able to just be outside, and then seeing everyone's outfits, I mean... I was surprised that that many people dressed up from from Jump. I thought I was going to see more people just in, like, plain clothes. But folks were ready. Absolutely. They were ready. And so I just loved it. And I uh, really, of course, enjoyed seeing you up there doing your thing. It was hot, though. It was blazing hot up there. It was hot. Yeah. I would have appreciated some fan situation or, like, yeah. you know what they can do with the like i don't know like a little mist situation uh, oh something that, like that would have been dope that would have been a game changer to be honest it was hot because i i sweat through pretty much everything i wore <laughs> up there and i felt bad because like I, I wore a jersey with a shirt underneath and like yeah i know it was summer which is and normally i would have just worn the jersey by itself but uh you know i thought you know it would have been i thought initially it was going to be cooler out because of the rain and like yeah Sorely mistaken <laughs> in that regard, um, but it was still a good time, even with it, even with it being super, super hot. And also on the performance front, I do once again want to shout out my boy Chidi, aka Full Control, who came up on, who came out and performed Waifu. Yeah, y'all killed again. it. Uh, this is the third year that we did it, and we actually got good footage of us performing this year, uh, which is awesome because we have not had that before, despite that song being out for two years already. And so that was that was that was really good. But yeah, it was it was hot. Can was, I shout out DC Slices? Oh, uh, well, well, we'll get to the food trucks in particular because 
Yeah, that I mean, yeah, DC slices was awesome, and we'll 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 talk more about that in particular. Um, but just as far as like as far as the actual convention, like what did you what did you think? You know, like I, I you did say just a few moments ago that you were surprised that people were actually dressed up uh, early or like early in the day and and just throughout all the entirety of the convention. And I mean, I, maybe it's because I've been to so many of these, I'm not super surprised by that but also like you know was that what like what 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 was it about that in particular that stood out it was seeing black people cosplaying yeah and you know you mentioned katsu was my first one there were black people there but obviously no comparison to yeah. how many were at blurred and seeing black cosplayers was so cathartic it was just yeah. like look at my fellow nerds yeah like just being and <laughs> the love and maybe we'll talk about this later but you know i dressed up for the first time yes. ever and the love i felt like i got just walking through the halls and people being like can i take your picture that i feel like is going to stay with me for a long time like people were so lovely and kind and just bigging each other up and it was that kind of space where just in our everyday lives being black people having a human experience in the world mm -hmm. it's hard it's yeah. just hard being and at, being at blurred clan was like letting my hair down and it was like a giant bear hug every day of just black people being and yeah. it was safe and it was really amazing. And and that's the thing, and, and that's why I say like Blurred Con is my favorite thing to go to. And it's it's so different from every other convention in that regard. At least every other convention I've I've been to in that regard is is because of that. I, I went to a panel at I don't remember it wasn't Awesome Con last year because I don't go to Awesome Con. Maybe it was Otakon or some other I can't remember which convention it was at. But I remember uh, there, there, there was a panel I attended with someone kind of talking about the importance of having black spaces at these conventions. In fact, you know what? It was Awesome Con. It was Awesome Con 2021, which my sentiment still stands. But I remember sitting in that panel and, you know, the, the person who hosted it and as well as audience, because it was interactive, were speaking so candidly about how you know, walking around a place like Awesome Con or Otakon or some or even Katsukon, like it's very easy to feel othered and to not feel seen mm -hmm. because it's so it's like you put all this work and effort into putting your costume or your outfit together and you know, like of course you're doing it for you, but also like it feels good to just be not to have your your work like kind of acknowledged. And so it can feel very empty when, like, you know, it seems like no one and nothing else, like, kind of cares that you're that you're that you're walking around there. Whereas, you know, as you described with BlurredCon, like, it's, it's very different. And even in not like even if you weren't cosplaying, just you feel the love from people who just want to tell you, like, hey, you look very gorgeous in that. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's like that's a really dope fit you put together. Like, bro, like you like. It, it that's the thing that that I like that I, feel, I really feel like you just don't get that from other cons 
and even with some of the naysayers and and detractors, and I'm not even going to say like those people don't have valid points in some of the criticisms of it, but some of the ways BlurredCon gets described is it's as if they're talking about, well, this is a white convention with a black face painted over it. Where it, whereas like when you actually go and you're around the people, you realize like, no, it really is black people of all shades, of all complexions, of all body types, of all ages, um, from all parts of the world, all parts of everywhere, just mm-hmm. wanting to celebrate and be among people that look like each that look like them. I was really surprised too at how many people I met that traveled, like from mm-hmm. decent decently far places yeah. you know i met a bunch of people from canada yeah and i was like you you came from canada for this and they're like wouldn't miss it yeah you know it's really it's really crazy and like you you would think that like like why would you do something like that but then you get here and you experience it and you're like oh that's why yeah. it's the it's community um it's that feeling of safety it's that feeling of being around other people like other people who get you who have shared experiences, whether those shared experiences are of, you know, being called white or being bullied seemingly for liking some of the things you liked, or whether it's, whether your experiences are, you know, from wherever part of the world you're from, or if you had a rougher upbringing, or just like whatever the case may be, whatever the connecting point is, you find community with other people who also are into the things that you're into and it makes you feel a little less weird or a little less crazy to be into to 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 be into it like i've shared with this i shared this with you before like you know like i remember i i myself was not personally bullied in high school but you know people said stuff to me people said stuff to my friends and like yeah it wasn't fun to like kind of hear those things even when you're not bothering anybody but it is also nice to like even at my big old age to like go and it's like, oh, wow, you've been into Sonic the Hedgehog since the 90s, too. Oh, cool. You've played Tomb Raider. You know, you remember playing Galaga, <laughs> which we're going to I mentioned specifically because we're going to talk about that in a bit also. But it's like that community is just not something it's not something we should take for granted. Just because I feel like a convention like BlurredCon really just highlights how necessary and needed having that space is where you can just let your hair down and it's like you don't have to think about your real life or what else is going on. You can just immerse yourself in what panel am I going to? What time does this event take place? Um, What am I wearing to the 90s party tonight? Um, (laughs) And just just all of that like it's just it's just it's just it's it's a unique experience all around and i think i feel comfortable speaking for both of us and saying that like yeah this year was really no different it was really an awesome time i feel like in 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 that regard in terms of talking about what community felt like and just how nice people were and and you know what let's honestly let's let's talk about you dressing up now like so like for those of you who are more familiar with me, you know I've been cosplaying kind of loosely since 2018. I did Green Lantern. I've done Moon Knight. I've done Knuckles. I've done Hawkeye. Like I've I've done a few different characters from um, you know over over the years. Uh, but for EW here, this was her first time diving into the world of 
costuming and cosplay. I dipped a toe in. Yeah, just a, just a smidge. I didn't go as far as I think I wanted to. I mean... It was a first step. It was a first step. I We went pretty deep into it, though, considering, <laughs> considering full transparency. <laughs> we didn't start on any of the fits until the week of BlurredCon. <laughs> like... When you see the when you see the photos of us, like don't think that this was some we started planning in March or May. It was like no two or month, three days before on two, Amazon on on, <laughs> on Amazon or on uh, it was it the ASOS oh ASOS yes. yeah on ASOS looking up dresses and it's like all right well we gonna we gonna put this if together I get the crown from Amazon it'll match this dress and hopefully. If we rush order yeah. the dresses, <laughs> it'll get here, which and they arrived Saturday, Friday. Yeah, I think it was Saturday because it, it was, was tight. To, it was it was, tight. It was supposed supposed to come <laughs> Friday, and then and and then it just it just didn't because shout out to you know shipping express shipping. And it was so fun. <laughs> it was more fun was, than I could have that I would have yeah. even thought. I so, mean, you know. One thing I will say is that we need more spaces like BlurredCon. Yeah, for sure. We need more. No. There's just not enough spaces like that. And not just about, you know, nerd stuff. But we just need more of these kinds of spaces. No, I agree a thousand, a thousand percent. There, There's just something about having, again, a ton of people who look like you, who feel like you do, who have shared experiences similar to your own, who you're able to find to connect and and you know have that community with, it's just it's just it's so it's just so very necessary. It is. And, oh, go ahead. And I mean, so I wore ears. You you wore ears, <laughs> Elvin Elvin ears. If, am I they right? were they yeah. were. I had a couple different crowns. I did a crown switch out. Which one did you like better? The flower one was dope. I did like the flower one. Honestly, I, I think the flower one is my favorite, only because of seeing how the stems got to like it like twist into your hair. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it kind of tied it. It kind of tied everything fully together with the the dress and the shoes and everything. Like I thought, and the makeup and the makeup. I had freckles too. The freckles, the freckles were fire. Yeah, I loved that. That so was fun. Let me ask. So let me let me ask you this. Cause I I say like for for me. Cosplaying was never something I thought I was ever gonna really gonna be interested in doing. Like I always admired people who dressed up, but I was never like, yeah, that's I want to do that. That's gonna be me. But I do think after like my first couple times doing it, like it, it did kind of wonders for, I think one my own personal body image and just being like, wow, like I, I feel good wearing this yeah. and like i don't i'm not like, i don't feel like i'm because i was when i first started cosplaying i was much bigger guy than i am now and so like i was very self-conscious about like wow there's just this bodysuit and literally nothing else but then like hearing people say nice things and wanting to get my picture and or take pictures with me um it it felt really good to to have that happen and i think it helped give me a little bit of extra confidence that like oh yeah no I, I i like the feeling of like people thinking that i look nice even when i'm like oh this is you know this is too tight here is ripped there you know i wish it didn't look like this my hair's uneven <laughs> if there aren't articles already out there somebody needs to write an article 
a peer-reviewed article on the psychology of cosplaying. Like, it hmm. does something, yeah. I feel. You know, hearing what you just said and thinking about my own experience of at first being absolutely terrified, like, I'm going to make a fool of myself. Mm -hmm. People are going to laugh at me. This isn't the way that I envisioned my outfit looking. Mm -hmm. To then just being like, you know what, I'm here. Let me just embrace all of this. And walking downstairs and literally getting to the elevator, barely getting to the elevator before someone was like, I love this dress. You look amazing. Can I get your picture? Mm -hmm. And it unlocked something in my brain. Like, oh, all of the sort of insecurities, things about myself that I pick at and prod at or think, mm -hmm. you know, make me less uh, conventionally attractive are the very things that my sisters and brothers and babies, babies. here <laughs> are bigging me up for exactly, right now yeah. and it just felt really awesome and i'm now thinking about how i can put together a next level cosplay absolutely yeah for the next time you hopefully invite me to one. Oh, there's i mean there's there's some coming up soon so that's a that's an off-air discussion though but <laughs> no like i i agree 110 percent because i because that's also the reality of it too is just you know like hey Sometimes the fit don't fit the way you thought it it it, it you thought it would when you first put the uh, put it together in your head, and sometimes you know certain fabric don't don't look all that great, and sometimes it's just you know I these shoes don't work or I spilled something on this and now you need to cover it up, and it is just a matter of just making it work, but ultimately it, it is just this whole idea of you know we hold ourselves to such a high standard sometimes that we think people are going to be a certain way. And we realize like, Hey, people are human. And you know what? They, they're not, you know, I, I think I told you this as far as like, when it comes to me messing up when I've been performing is like, you know, I know I messed up, but other people don't. And so they might just think, Hey, that's the best thing I've ever heard. It sounded great. And in my head, it's like hard to accept it. Cause I'm like, but it, it but it was messed up and it wasn't perfect. And it wasn't this. And I think cosplay is kind of the same way, you know. You 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 go out thinking like, oh, this, you know, this this is I smeared something on on here, and this is like it's torn over here, so I need to have a pin in, and you know I can't get this to to stay straight, or you know there's a there's a a little stain on the the corner of the gloves, and it's like, ultimately like no one cares or yeah. people are more accepting of those things and just want to big, big you up and make sure you feel good about yourself. It was really great. I think the other thing that came up for me was the fact that, you know, I spend most of my day to day life adhering to the principles of professionalism, which are rooted in white supremacy. Yep. And to cosplay was to take that armor off. Mm -hmm. It was to remove that version of me that is really burdened by making sure everything looks right and making sure every hair is in place and mm -hmm. that I seem like one of the good blacks, right? Yeah. One of the, <laughs> yeah. And to cosplay and to say, you know what? I'm going to show a little bit of leg. I'm going to wear this dress. I'm going to, you know, color my nails a different color mm -hmm. besides pale pink. And <laughs> it was really great and now i want to experience that feeling 
more and more and more and more. And that's what going to cons, that's what digging into anime and all the things that make me a nerd and living that nerdum out loud has done for yeah. me. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I I agree. And that's, that's, that is the great thing about it. And yeah, being able to take your armor off and, you know, I've shared with this, you I've shared, shared this with you, shared this with you off air, <laughs> shared this with you off air that literally like one of the things that I absolutely wanted you to be able to experience in going there is, you know, that, is, is being able to be around other people that look like us and to have that experience and to have, you know, uh, interactions with our people where they're just wanting to tell you how great you look and wanting to make you feel good about yourself. And, you know, being able to see other people who look like you, who have your complexion, who have your body type, who have your height, who speak like you do, and to know that it's not just you. you yes. Know? And I think that's that's one that's one of the things that I've always that, that I've gotten from just not just cosplaying, but just going to these conventions and finding the other people that are that, that are like us, that look like us. Because it's it is very there there is something to feel there is something to feeling seen in that manner and feeling comfortable enough to know that you're not by yourself, you're not alone. There are other people, people you have never met and people you may never see again who also have your experience and can relate to you kind of in that way. And are going to jump up and down come nighttime. Oh, yeah. And sing <laughs> your favorite System of a Down and Papa Roach songs. Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, are just, you kidding me? That was just, that was, and honestly, let's let's go ahead and transition into that, into that too. Um, but if you do want to see pictures of, EW's cosplay and my own from uh, BlurredCon, make sure you go to Great Geek Refuge website where you can find our photos among some of the other great photos from the from the convention itself. And just want to also shout out EW for being an amazing photographer. Thank you. Thank while you. you know, while navigating the convention itself. But yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about about the, the nighttime stuff. Uh, Friday we had Cree Summer, so shout out to Cree Summer and Rachel True, who I know were two of the guests that were that were there this year. And I saw Cree. We we, we had bumped, a we, moment. We bumped into Cree. I had, had a, a fangirl moment. It was like, I was starstruck because it was literally be, because it was, okay. <laughs> so we were we were walking trying to get to one of the panels, and I think we were standing outside of it because we had just learned that the the panel was like it was full so we couldn't we weren't able to mm -hmm. get in and so we were just kind of standing around like kind of like well i guess well what are we gonna what are we gonna do next and then just kind of out of nowhere like this figure just comes and bumps into us while we were standing there and i don't know if i don't know about you but it took me it took a second for me to register Everything went to oh, slow motion. Yes. And she was like, Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry, baby girl. And before I could even be like, Wait, you're you're, you're crazy. Summer. Summer. <laughs> like, what? Like it was so And was, before I could even do that, she was walking away. Yeah. And then we look at each other and we were like, That's that Cree Summer. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, that was that was just such a such a wild sequence because it was like, wait, what? Who? It's huh? My name is 
<laughs> just, Who am I? Where am I? Where, where is where there's a blurt? Some huh? It was it was just such a, a wild sequence of things that like even in thinking about that moment, it still doesn't feel like it feels like I had a false memory implanted in my head. <laughs> like oh yeah no, Chris Summer bumped into you at BlurredCon this year, and it's like, wait really? That 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 didn't happen. I dreamed of that, and I'm you know remembering the dream as that well, happened. So funny. It was. It really was. But you know, Cree Summer as one of the major guests for this year's BlurredCon. Cree Summer did have a '90s party, which we took some photos for, and we got a chance to to attend on Friday. Um, I had a blast. I thought it was really it was a really fun time. Would you Would you make it a '90s party? I loved it. I loved it. I had a great time. Songs were great. Energy, fire. It was a fun time. Hot. Yeah, hot. Well, I mean, you know, you get a bunch of us in a room. <laughs> Correct. Like... No, but it was great. It was great. And I similarly was surprised at how many people were there. I yeah. mean, people showed up to most of the events. Yep. Things were full to capacity. Yeah. Which was like, not, not for, for, for this to be year six, like, I feel like that shouldn't always happen. Like, it's going to, you understand it does happen. But like, you know, like some of these, some of these panels, you, you kind of knew they were going to be a little, little full or that people were going to want to go to that. So like, you know, hopefully next year they, you know, some of those they can, they can plan to be in bigger rooms. Mm -hmm. But even with, with that, like the party, yeah, the, 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 the Friday party, the, the Cree Summer party was great. It was hot, but also like, you know, just the thing, the thing that comes up for me is just where else are you just going to get? A bunch of black people together singing all their favorite '90s hits. Yeah, and 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 singing it as if we as if we were there, and and <laughs> that was that was that was the music of our time. You mm -hmm. know, there was there was just something just really epic. One about the fits, putting seeing everyone's fits together. You know, us with the the bucket hats and jerseys mm -hmm. and whatnot. But then just just like seeing everyone, so everyone's fits. And you know, like no one do, no one does it like us. Which is also why you couldn't get this, you couldn't get this at any other convention. But it was, it was just such a, such a great time. The DJs were, were, were really amazing, and you know, like it was just, it was just an awesome time. It was. Now, do they always have the setup where you have the area where the, the party's gonna be, and then? outside they've got like a uh, game set up like yeah that? yeah like, that's is that a, usual yeah you know, so that's that's always it every year the party is always held at the big i, I want to say auditorium oh, room like the ballroom yeah the ballroom, okay yeah the big ballroom but then outside of that and uh the the games are always there the the, the big change for this year though was that the gaming area was actually 24 hours loved that which was not the case they should keep that no no yeah it was like that was not the case in previous years uh, once the part, once the nighttime stuff shut down at two thirty, three o'clock, like that was it. You had to just completely vacate downstairs. But this year, you know, with them and and the fact that it was twenty four hours, I think is great because it gives people an opportunity. If you are night owls, like we pretend to be sometimes, <laughs> uh, it get, it gives you something to do. Not to mention if you just want something to do that isn't going to the party. Well, exactly. And on top of that, if you're going to panels all day long, you're walking around, you're doing the activities, mm -hmm. you might not get a chance to play any of the games. Yeah. So having it 24 hours gives everybody a chance to to partake. And, you know, I enjoyed 
kicking butt in one of my favorite yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Galaga. Galaga. And what was the other thing we played? It wasn't... Dig Dug. No, no. What was the fight? Was that the fight? That wasn't the fighting game. Oh, I don't know the name of that. Oh, it, was it was on PlayStation. It was like insert. Yeah, it was just like it, like Street Fighter ripoff here. But anywho, I killed him, y'all. We we don't need to talk about that. That's that's irrelevant. Delete that footage. <laughs> Delete that footage. <laughs> Never. I like. I admit, I was a sore loser, but it's fine. If I had to lose to anybody, I'm I'm glad there's at least this this person sitting next to me right now but oh. you know i got i got my get back too so it's all good i it's all it's all good in that regard but you know like i do think one of i, I think what you said though is exactly on point just having that area be 24 hours is just it's it's awesome and like there's so many different options to choose from as far as whether you want to play arcade games. Arcade games. PlayStation games, Xbox. I saw Dance Dance Revolution. DDR. DDR. We were right by DDR playing Galaga and yep. Dig Dug, too. And it's like, yeah. And there was a DJ out and there. there was, which is also the appeal, which is also the great thing. Now, there was a little bit of controversy with the DJs, well, the DJs in that area in particular, mm. um, which we can talk about in just a, just a, just a moment here. But I do think just ha kind of having that variety and just having so much stuff there is just a great addition. And I do hope that they end up keeping that, you know, beyond beyond this year. Now, I, I do want to get your opinion on this. So, like, one of the things that came up in some of the groups and whatnot post-convention were that the DJs in that area during the day, during, you know, normal business hours, sun is out, et cetera, we're playing a lot of like raunchy, uncensored music down in that area, which, you know, because it's during the day, you're going to get, you know, people of all ages kind of there. You're going to get children there. You're going to get, you know, uh, people in their 50s and 60s, you know, and, and, and just people from all different backgrounds. And so some people were just like, there's nothing wrong with playing the music. Just maybe play more, play, you know, keep it censored or making it or, or even just having it be a bit more diverse so that like you're not just playing you know modern rap during the day that you're you know because it's because it's blurred kind of like hey maybe you throw some anita baker in there i'm calling <laughs> cap i'm calling say, cap say more. multiple times we walked by there and we heard lo-fi jazz we heard you know, elevator music. And house, let's be real. Elevator, house. So house and let's be real. You can't complain about the DJs downstairs when upstairs at the elevator, you got people singing pound town, pound town. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm calling cap. Yeah. Let the DJs live. That, that yeah. was petty. That sounds petty to me. Yeah. Well, cause I do think, cause I, like on one hand, I think, yeah, they, there can be something there. There is a valid point in there probably. But also, like it, it, I think some of it just skews towards like when were you there? Correct. Because as you mentioned, yeah, most the the various times we walked by, there were people playing different types of different types of music mm -hmm. all throughout the day and all and and in the evening time as well. Like there wasn't just this one thing. Exactly. And it's like and, and like obviously like yeah, you don't have to like what's being played, and you know maybe where was it a little bit over the top like. 
you know, do we need Pound Town playing at eight forty-six in the morning? But that wasn't even morning? somebody playing it. That was a, a group of people oh, no, no, singing. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm using the example though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like there is a valid point in there, but I also think you know, as you kind of illustrated, that it might be a thing where it wasn't as often as people are making it. Like people making it seem like you know we're hearing WAP and Pound Town. Yeah, and, no. And Throw Baby <laughs> on loop for it's all giving the somebody's mom had two kids and they happened to be walking by yeah. when a derogatory song was playing and yeah. they complained. Yeah, probably most likely. And like the whole thing with children at the convention is a whole other discussion too. I don't necessarily really want to really want to get into get into it here um because I do just want to kind of focus on the convention itself. So like with that We've talked about a lot of things that we like. Were, were there anything that came up for you that you did not like about this year or that you thought can be improved going into next year? I would love to see more, is it vendors? Yes. In the vendor oh, hall? we do need to talk about the vendor hall in particular, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it may not be appropriate to compare the Blurred Con vendor hall to Katsu. Again, I only have one other con to even reference and frankly it's not apples to apples obviously blurred con is by us for us but i wanted to see more vendors now it could be that look it's hard to find yeah a lot of black vendors Mm -hmm. but maybe that just means you got you need more lead time to identify Mm -hmm black vendors that can be there i just think or having more outreach to like so that people because as crazy as it sounds in year you know this for this to be year six of this thing or year yeah year six of this thing it does feel a little crazy that like people even now are are being like wow i didn't know blurred con existed i didn't know this was even a thing wow i can't wait to try to check this out next year and so it could be a thing of just not having enough outreach mm-hmm. or, or they're needing there they're being a need to ex, expand the outreach so that people that would want to come can apply to try to come next year. Yeah, I think that's right. I also think that at Katsu, I felt like the partnerships with major, you know, networks or other sort of mainstream vendors like partnerships were more prominent Mm -hmm. maybe that takes place in a different way with blurred con but i think sometimes with those partnerships it brings yeah more you know other vendors it brings more you know opportunities for you to buy merch it brings with it more voice actors yeah. from some of our favorite shows. And I just didn't see that yeah. as prominently at Blurred Con. And I think even highlighting some of the voice actors that are black. I know we saw one of the the deaf little boy. Oh, yeah. the uh, I think his name's Kevon Woodard. Yes. From The Last, who was in The Last in of Us. In Last of Us. And also shout out to him because I know he got uh, a, like a pretty big nomination like that was announced right after the right after Blurred kind of ended, so uh, you know shout out to him and uh, uh, yeah just shout out to him for that. He was also great in The Last of Us, 
to 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 be to be, to be honest like more of that yeah no no i i i agree and you know because like i i think a little bit about like when i went to anime in nyc and i remember they're like Crunchyroll had like a whole section that you could go to. Yeah. And I do think, yeah, I, th- I do think there could be something to that. I, th- I think also, and I don't know if there's a way to kind of look this up to know, but I'd be very curious to see if, because we know BlurredCon does have some major sponsors. I'd be curious to see if it's a situation of them literally giving the money and support and saying like, you know, better to what to do with this than us, which can be valid, but I also think that there's, you know, to, to piggyback off your point, that there is a lot of power and the visibility of yep. them feeling like of the major companies feeling like this is worth having a major physical presence. It's at. important enough for us to have a presence. Yeah. Cause, cause it, I don't think it even necessarily needs to be a big thing, but just to have something there. Like, I, cause I, I, I can understand if they wanted to make the point of, wanting to make sure that like more black vendors got got a chance to vend there instead of them physically taking up space but it doesn't even need to it doesn't need it could to be, be a small booth it yeah. could be a banner that says like yeah you know we support yeah just, just like whatever just something yeah. yeah something a little bit something a little bit more um to kind of f- further highlight the the their the, the fact that they believe that a convention like BlurredCon is important enough to not only to not only uh, support but to physically to have a physical presence at in order to one promote BlurredCon and two be able to talk about themselves like hundred percent even even if they couldn't be there in person a video during like the opening ceremony like yeah, welcome something. to welcome to BlurredCon twenty twenty three like or something on exactly. the stage yeah. like there's so many different ways I think that that could have been infused and it it it's kind of disheartening because it to me perpetuates the idea that as black people we're still outsiders mm-hmm. in this space. Yeah. And to me part of the role that Blurred Con can play is really sort of prominently saying no, we're here. Yeah. We're the ones helping to, you know, increase those ratings. We're the ones helping to make sure that this content's still relevant. Exactly. Um, and I think that's like a, a missed opportunity. No, for sure. I, I, I agree with that. And, you know, like, I, I yeah, I, w- I would like to see a little bit more of that next year. And who knows, maybe if BlurredCon does eventually move to a bigger space, that might that might open the door for it. But I, I do think there's something to just, even just now with where they are, still having you know more support and having you know the having more of these major companies just be there and having blurcon be have a more uh kind of active role in in that uh but but uh kind of going back to the the vendors were they like the major you know major supporters uh major companies aside were there any like type of vendors in particular that you feel like were not there that you would have liked to have seen there where was the plushies at? <laughs> <laughs> Am I biased? A little. You know, I really love when we have an opportunity to showcase our work. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great to see that. It was great to 
be able to support. Yeah. We stopped by and bought, I know you bought some things from a friend. Oh yeah. I shout out, shout out to the homie, Greg LSA author of is not another wear spider, a dreamer and young men in love. Cause I, those are all his works and I was very happy to buy from him. Yeah, that was awesome. And just seeing other, I love seeing women entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. We saw a lot of black women, which I loved, but there's so many I can just think of from scrolling on Instagram and I'm like, they should have been there too. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of cool keychains and jewelry that we saw. Mm, I bought some stickers, original stickers, which I love to put on my notebook. So that was dope. Um, you know, I would have loved to see more clothing too. Oh yeah. I would have loved to see more t-shirts. I think we saw like a couple of booths that had t-shirts. They had stuff, but not like, not, not as not, much as yeah. you would have thought. Yeah. I agree with that. And it's, it's funny. Cause like now, you know, in you saying it just now, it really does highlight that I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I, I really didn't see a lot this year. You know, the, the one booth we saw that had the, the hats as well mm-hmm. as the shirts, um, I've, they've they've been there before, so like I'm familiar with them, uh, but but for many of the others, yeah, I can't I can't say that I saw, you know, too saw too much as far as like t-shirt vendors or clothing vendors and yeah, in and general. it was limited quantities what we yeah. did see, yeah, which is which is unfortunate because you you feel like there should be like a good diversity mm-hmm. in that, like yes, them being there is partially the, the diversity, but also just having more of that also. And I and I would say too, having more diversity as far as like more plus size clothing. Yes. Or, or or having clothing that's acceptable. There's only one vendor who I know of, and I can't remember the uh, the young woman's name. We stopped by. We stopped by her booth, and I pointed out to her. She has the the anime jiggle. Yes. Physics, and I know that she has a like her clothing line is specifically geared towards plus sized women, and. You know, I feel like with something like BlurredCon, like if you really do want to be inclusive, yep. you know, like, yeah, hopefully you can do something to encourage the vendors you invite to like, yeah, have bigger sizes so that people of all body types can feel like there's something that's there for them. Also, uh, if they want to buy, you know, a black whomever shirt mm-hmm. or a or just whatever, you know, like there, there, there should be a bit more for that. Yeah. I didn't, it's funny. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even really realize that. There not a lot of clothing, clothing, not a lot of shoes. I don't think, were there any shoes? There were no shoes. There were, the artwork was limited too. Um, you know, I, there were some, I saw more comics than anything. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. But I, you know, I think at Katsu, I just saw so many people selling prints yeah. Way more than what yeah. what we saw at BlurredCon. And I, I, part of me wonders if that's kind of what, it, if that, that if some of that is intentional too, mm. just because, you know, we are a little bit in kind of like a black comic book renaissance of sorts. And I can say a lot of the connections that we saw, like a lot of the people who are doing well for themselves got their first start at BlurredCon. So I know for many of them, it's important to always come back and support. So I wonder if it's like kind of like a little bit of being grandfathered in as far as like, you know, back in 2017, they kind of, they, they, you know, this was the thing that was like, oh, 
I can network with these people or I can, you know, this is my first time vending. Um, so like, I don't even think it's, what you're saying is necessarily like a complaint, just no, an observation. just an observation. And yeah. I think if that's the case, I, you know, love a legacy vendor, but yeah. what are we doing to intentionally bring in yeah. more also, and new folks too? I would also say too, also potentially having like a secondary location because mm-hmm. where, 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 where some of, where some conventions do is, and Katsu is kind of like this too. Otakon is like this as well. They'll have like a separate section for like like an artist alley, which is where you oh, get like the yeah. prints and where you have, you know, people who are selling their stuff like that. And then in the actual vendor hall, like there are some people in there who are obviously have prints and stuff too. Yeah. But it's more geared towards like your clothing, your jewelry, like your props, stuff. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. And I think having something like that could be kind of cool. I actually think there was like an artist section on the second floor that I never that we didn't get a chance to go to. Oh, okay. Um, so I feel like maybe and I but also it could be really wrong about what that room what that room was. I think that is what it was, but I, I'm not hundred percent certain. But I but I but I, I do agree on that just as far as the, the, the vendor hall. That maybe you know, maybe that can be the a, that can be a solution uh for you know for, for, for next year. Yeah, I love that. Just uh just kind of uh doing more to, to kind of get more black uh black vendors uh in there. So Wow, I can't even believe we've been talking for as long as we have about about BlurredCon. Definitely thought this would be a much shorter pod, but there was so much to discuss. Uh, before before we uh, kind of get to wrapping up or anything, um, is there anything about the convention that stood out to you that you know you feel like you'd like to mention or talk about? Hmm, we've hit on quite a bit. We have hit on quite a bit. I would say kind of the one thing we kind of we kind of briefly touched on earlier. Um, I just want to shout out. There were so many good cosplays this year. There, there were was so many great cosplays, both in theme and out of theme. Some great crossplays of people who were using the Fey theme to like combine that with something else. I was gonna bring that up. You did a great job and got tons of compliments and was... folks coming up to you. I, I I distinctly remember hearing someone say, "Is that knuckles? Yeah. <laughs> with is that knuckles with a fey twist?" And I was like, yeah. "Yes, it is. Come get your picture, <laughs> sweetheart. Uh, good work." Yeah, thank you. Thank I, thank you for your help, your help and inspiration. <laughs> I do that, kid. You know, um, yeah, there were so many so many good and like you know with 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 you know with us. You know, with this convention being biased for us, uh, as which is which is awesome. It was it was just good to see that like yeah, our creativity knows no bounds, and some of the fits that get that we that we saw that you can go to greekrefuge.com <laughs> and see for yourself. Shameless plug there. We're just we're just really awesome. Oh, let's circle back to. I was gonna say what circle about back. the theme for next year. Well, no, no, let's not even talk about that. Let's circle back and talk about the food trucks. Oh yeah. Because we do need to have a big shout out and like they were my saving grace last year, so I will happily shout them out. But DC Slices? And I came to them on my own. You didn't even tell me about it, but wow. So delicious. So and good. And the fries. The garlic parm fries? Oh, 
to die. Crack. So literally, good. Literally, literal crack. So good. And I stood in line <laughs> at least for an hour. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Uh, oh, absolutely. After one of the nights, um, one of the Saturday parties, night. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday night. night yeah. The line was long. It was crazy. Everybody had Niggas the same, was hungry. Yeah, everybody <laughs> had the same idea. Uh, but it was dope. They were great. Really good sports. Um and feeding all of us and yeah we had fun even even the at blurred con even standing in line for line the pizza con is fun is fun there was somebody out there with this like giant uh like speaker system the music <laughs> was playing we were singing having a really great time waiting for our pizza so. it was fucking magnificent yeah it was it was really great couldn't i could like honestly it was it was just such a good time overall like uh, we will absolutely be back I next year. I want to be back. You know, next year's, so next year's theme is Summer Madness. What are we saying about that? So there are two schools of thought. There's, there's the joke going around right now that, you know, they couldn't think of a real theme. So just like in anime, one of the big filler themes is a beach episode. So... You know, next year's theme is kind of like a, a filler theme until 2025. I would like to not think of it like that. But, you know, I think all in all, it's a really cool idea. You know, it's, you know, BlurCon is one of the only cons that takes place over the course of the summer. There aren't really, and locally, there aren't a ton of cons that you could even do a theme like this for. Um, and I, and I want to say, I don't remember who said this. I want to say it was in the BlurCon Facebook group. That could be wrong about that. That like kind of like a good way to also think of this theme is to look at black people, uh, look at us getting into water themed, uh, water inspired uh, characters and lore. So like you would look at like mermaids, like water Pokemon, water Pokemon trainers, uh, Talacons, Atlanteans. Etc. I mean, we, the Little Mermaid just came out. Well, earlier I was just gonna year. say, is this because they want? Is this like a nod to the Little Mermaid it, without it, saying Little it Mermaid? Even, it even could be, but you know, like it, it's a good way to kind of just look into doing water water characters, right, uh, or water lore, and just finding ways to kind of bring help bring that to life. And so I think that's kind of like a cool way to look at it. And honestly, I've got some ideas swirling for next year's theme as well. But hey, we don't know what'll happen, and who knows? I may may decide to change my mind by next year. Oh, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Is well, there a chance that they would change the theme? Probably, probably not. Okay. Uh, only because you know you're not beholden to the theme. I mean, we saw lots of cosplayers that weren't, you know, they didn't had nothing didn't to do with Fay or <laughs> Fay or Fancy or anything like that. Like they were just kind of whatever doing whatever. So like it's not it's not necessarily. I don't I don't think they would simply because of that and if they did want to change it they would probably either find a way to incorporate the new theme under that summer madness moniker or save it for 2025 so they may not change it but it'll 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 definitely be uh um it'll definitely be really cool to see what kind of stuff we we come up with so uh i think that about kind of wraps it up it's been you know, BlurCon 2023 was a was an amazing time. I'm very happy that I got to share my BlurCon 2023 with you. 
as well as uh, so many other with uh, a lot of my friends who were there. Shout out to my Just Us Boys crew. Uh, we had a good time with some with some really fun and funny moments and photos. Uh, so that was really great. And um, yeah, EW, do you have any parting words? Anything you want to leave uh, my audience with before we get out of here? Listen, I hope I'll get invited back, not just to the next blurred con but hopefully here with you and the listeners blurred con was a blast i again just can't emphasize enough what it means to be able to be in that kind of space mm -hmm. so healing so fun uh and if any of you all haven't gone make your way to blurred con yeah, yeah, please go to blurred con uh there are a lot of naysayers and like there's a lot of talk about it and I'm not even going to say that those things are necessarily wrong. And I'm not going to say that there aren't legitimate gripes to be had. But what I would say is it's kind of really easy to judge from outside when you haven't experienced it for yourself. And especially if you haven't gone to a recent one, then like, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily know what the convention is like. So I would just advise like, yeah, come see for yourself. Check it out. Talk to people who actually attend, and yeah, it'll 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 be great. And I also just want to, as kind of like a parting thing, just want to say that like I think there is something to us wanting to also just not just be critical of it, but to try to make it better. You know, we you know, Awesome Con, Otakon, I mean Katsukon has had some controversy this year, and it hasn't necessarily stopped people from wanting to attend any further and so i feel like it is kind of messed up with the black convention that we so many of us feel like well we'll just never go again instead of like trying to do things to to make it better you know what i mean like there are there are whatever gripes may exist and many of them are valid i've been very critical of blurred con in the past and i will continue to be if i feel that it's warranted but I don't really have much to criticize this year. And I, th I thought this year was really great. And honestly, I would just much rather be part of like the solution in terms of like trying to help it be better for next year and maybe getting back on guidebook. So it's easier to keep track of panels and events. Yes. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or, or making sure that some, that certain panels that you know are going to have high engagement are in bigger rooms to accommodate the people who you know are going to want to be there. Maybe, maybe looking into getting uh, into having like stationary cameras so that people or like an overflow space so that if there's a panel that, you know, people are locked out of, they still that. want to be able to see that. I, I can't, I, I want to say HBCU con did that where many of their panels were live streamed so that even if you could not physically attend, you could go to Twitch and catch panels yeah, that's and awesome. catch and, and catch just kind of like uh, views of what was going on there. If you couldn't physically be there. And I think something like that would be great for blurred con because we know like sometimes people can't, can't be there for all three days. Sometimes people can't, some people can't probably can't come at all for whatever reasons that they may need to. Or you're there, you've paid the money to be there. 
and you're stuck outside the door and yeah. you know, it sucks. And or you think- just have to miss out in general because two things got scheduled at the same time and you can't go to both. Also that. And I just think it's important to say out loud that multiple things can be true at one time. Yeah. You can both identify things that you wish would have been different or that you'd like to see handled in a different way while also saying it's still a dope event. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that's that's definitely the takeaway, you yeah. know, it's it's okay to both be critical and also lift up how important the space is Absolutely. and how amazing it is that the space still exists. Yes. How many times do we try to pull something off and it happens once or twice and then it's never to be seen again. Exactly. I mean, it's an amazing accomplishment that this has been going on for so long. I'm frankly embarrassed that I'm just learning about this space. And so, you know, even having gone just for the first time, I'm recognizing how critically important uh, of a space that it is and, you know, hope to see it continue to to flourish and grow. No, I agree 110%. And I, I hope the same. BlurCon has gotten better every year since their first year. It's very clear and apparent to me that they do listen to the feedback of those of us who do reviews of the convention, as well as people who go through their channels and comments on their uh, comments on their web on their in their groups and on their posts and everything, kind of letting them know things that they would like to see. And it's clear that they are like they are trying to do better. They're not grifting and just doing the same thing every year and saying, "Well, this is who we are." So. I'm, I, and so I do also just want to also just highlight your point about multiple things being true. And also just, you know, being able to be part of the solution for this convention in particular, just because the space is necessary. You don't have to like it, and it's not perfect. But it doesn't it's not have for to, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and it, but, it, but it, and it also doesn't have to be. As long as it's trying to be better and getting better, that's what's important. And it's also just also to, important to remember that, you know, no single person is responsible for this. It's the people. The people have to come. The people have to pay the money. The people have to volunteer. The people have to show up. It's all of us combined. This is our thing. We have as much of a role to play in this convention success as anything else. And so we should take ownership of that. And again, just try to help it be better and do better. So those are my parting words. Those are our parting words. So if you're listening to this, once again, big shout out to my girlfriend, my partner, E-Dubs, who is here. She will definitely be back on future episodes and will hopefully be back for next year's BlurredCon as well. Let's get it. Before uh, we get out of here, just want to make sure you all go to greatgeekrefuge.com where you can find earlier episodes of this podcast as well as episodes of some of our other podcasts like at the diner and FedCon. Make sure you're following Great Geek Refuge on all of our social media channels. We're Great Geek Refuge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where we have a pretty active Facebook group. And if you'd like to support us, we are also on Patreon, which gets you access to a a weekly podcast in the cold open, as well as some other dope perks and merch. So with that being said, thank you all for listening. Once uh, appreciate your patience and me not having so many episodes out this year. But that's going to change really, really soon. I am planning to relaunch and and do more material. 
But thank you all for listening, and I will catch you on the flip side. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy.